Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. And the date today, at least the date that this episode is going out on, is the 24th of December. So I'm going to begin with one of the worst jokes that I've ever heard about this particular day. What did Adam say to his wife the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. I promise that it's going to get a little bit better. So let's just pause before we come to our reading, which is Matthew chapter 2 and the opening verses, and ask for God's grace in prayer. Lord, this is a, a wonderful time of the year. It's a time that is full of light and life and love and laughter and grace. We do pray at the beginning of this time for some of the challenges of the season as well, and especially, O Lord, this year, we pray for those who are spending Christmas alone. Lord, we lift them to you and pray that you would lighten their darkness and pour your love into their hearts today. For those listening, may this reflection indeed be an encouragement and be, in a sense, a a voice speaking words of comfort and grace. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the reading that we're going to have. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Matthew chapter 2, and beginning at verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him, and they opened their gifts and presented him with them. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. One of the things at Christmas is that we see all sorts of characters around the crib. We see Mary and Joseph. We see the shepherds, poor people indeed. If we're tempted to think that shepherds were a bit like the bank managers of the Middle East, we'd be wrong. The shepherds were the poor people out on the hillsides, their clothes stinking from the sheep and from an outdoor life. And they came and worshipped Jesus. And we also see these magi, these wise men. Essentially, they are astrologers. They are stargazers. They are not religious. They're certainly not from the mainstream. They come from a far place. And in this colourful collection of characters around the crib, we see in embryo, as it were, the multicolored people of God, the rainbow-colored people of God, people from every nation, people from the four corners of the globe who are called to worship Jesus. Don't think that you are left out of the invitation, maybe because of something in your past, or you don't seem the same as other Christians that you meet the invitation to come and to worship, to bow the knee before Jesus, is for you as much as it is for someone else. And here in God's economy, the wise men, the magi, say something vital, something absolutely crucial about Jesus. They present him with these gifts, and in God's economy they have a special meaning. The gold is for a king, and Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords. The frankincense is for a priest. A priest was someone who is going to help people to connect with God, who is going to stand in the gap between people and God, making it possible for the people to know God for themselves. Jesus is not just a priest, he is the great high priest who bridges the gap between us and Father God. And so gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, and myrrh, well, what is this for? Myrrh in the first century was for burial a rich and pungent spice which would have been used to anoint the body for burial. Why is this presented to baby Jesus? Why is this presented to Mary and Joseph? It really does seem like a bad joke, far worse, far more offensive than the hopefully rather harmless joke with which I began. Why present a baby with such a gift? It is an insult, surely. But no, under God's leading, under God's hand, the Magi had presented something precious that pointed forward to Jesus' death on the cross for us. This great king, this great high priest was going to exercise his kingly power and do his priestly work 
by dying on the cross for us. No wonder the Magi and the shepherds and Mary and Joseph wondered and worshipped. Let's do the same today. And one more thing. In the carol, In the Bleak Midwinter, we sing of the wise men bringing their gifts. And we also have this verse. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can, I give him. I give my heart. Christina Rossetti's powerful, evocative words speak to us today. In response to the one who was given gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, let's give our hearts afresh this Christmas time. Let's pause together to pray. You may or may not be engaging with this podcast on Christmas Eve, but I am going to assume today that that is the case. And that's going to shape these prayers. Lord, we anticipate the coming of the Lord Jesus on Christmas Day. Thank you for the excitement. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the wonder. We pray right now for strength and grace for tomorrow. Lord, for maybe complex family dynamics, maybe for loneliness, mainly for maybe for that Zoom call that we would love to be an in-person meeting. Lord, we lift tomorrow to you and pray for your grace. And Lord, we thank you for the one that we celebrate, the one that we worship as worthy of receiving gold and frankincense and myrrh. We bow before you and this Christmas time we give our hearts to you once again. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.